But when you have a system which is, say, work in progress and you advertise it as being 100% safe, then that's just bloody dangerous. For those of you not familiar with Babylon, it's a UK medtech company endorsed by Matt Hancock and recently valued at $2 billion. It has two relevant parts. On one hand, it's a telemedicine service, which although has been criticised, is nowhere near as controversial as this other half, the Babylon chatbot. The idea is that the patient reports their symptoms by playing a game of 20 questions with the chatbot before it uses Bayesian reasoning to suggest some potential causes. Crucially, at least from a regulatory standpoint, Babylon says that this isn't offering a diagnosis, it's simply an information-giving exercise. Dr. David Watkins, a consultant oncologist who was going by Dr. Murphy 11 at the time, started testing the chatbot and noticed some unusual results, which he began to share on Twitter. This resulted in what I think can safely be described as a feud between Dr. Watkins and Babylon, which culminated with a fiery debate at the Royal Society of Medicine, and then an appearance on Newsnight by Dr. Watkins and Babylon's Dr. Keith Grimes. I started off by asking Dr. Watkins if he could catch us up with this story. So I first came across Babylon in February 2017 as something which I noted on on Twitter. And at that time, um, they were promoting the rollout of this NHS 111 system in North London, which was going to be piloted. And it was piloting a chatbot triage system. Uh, And I've never come across a, a chatbot triage system in use in the NHS before. So I was interested, downloaded their um, app and gave it a go. And right from the outset, I identified some very basic and fundamental flaws in their chatbot system. Um, some of the, the questions and responses which you would get from the chatbot were, were quite frankly, absurd. Um, and I, I noticed some safety concerns. So there was a scenario which I tried very early on relating to a patient presenting with classic symptoms of a, a heart attack, central chest pain, and the chatbot advised them to um, get a GP appointment sometime later that day. It didn't say to call for an ambulance or, or go to A&E. Um, so at that time, I flagged those concerns to the um, CQC, to the Care Quality Commission, um, and I expected them to, to deal with the patient safety concerns. Um, it also became apparent that Babylon were making some very bold claims with regards to the accuracy and safety of this chatbot. Um, around that time, they were claiming that it was 100% safe and as accurate and as fast as a, a nurse or doctor providing triage advice. Um, and over the course of the next 16 months or so, I continued to flag concerns and, and query the CQC with regards to what action they were taking. Um, through to June to summer of 2018. And at that point, I got a response from the CQC saying, not our problem. Um, And they didn't take any action to address the safety concerns, which was disappointing. Um, At that same time, Babylon did another bold promotional event um, at the Royal College of Physicians. They had the uh, chair of NHS England in attendance. At that event, they claimed that their chatbot was as good as a doctor at making diagnoses. Um, the MHRA became involved at that time because the, the safety concerns were still there. So in terms of these flaws in the, the algorithms, they, they were just as dangerous in the summer of 2018 as they were 
in early 2017. So no action had been taken to address safety concerns. And Babylon would continue to make these bold claims. And say so the MHRA got involved. Unfortunately, due to a variety of loopholes and limitations in the regulatory system, the MHRA have been largely ineffectual in addressing the safety concerns. They, they have been proactive. They have been engaging with me. Um, and throughout 2018, 2019, I raised concerns through the MHRA. And particularly, I think I raised 25 queries in February 2019. Um, and about six months later, in August 2019, I got responses back from um, the MHRA and retested the system again uh, and found that the, the flaws were still there. Um, so it was apparent that Babylon weren't taking the safety concerns seriously, the regulatory authorities either weren't taking them seriously from the CQC perspective or weren't able to take definitive action from the, the perspective of the MHRA. Um, so it was at that point in August 2019 I decided that as an anonymous individual, um, I didn't really have a strong enough voice uh, to air these concerns. So I made a decision to go public um, and then was invited to speak at an event at the Royal Society of Medicine in February of this year. And that linked into the, the piece which Newsnight covered um, on that same day in February. And here I am speaking to you now. What was Babylon's response to you raising the concerns? So that, that's one of the disappointing aspects of this is that um, th these concerns were raised in, in good faith and initially on Twitter to Babylon and there was an absence of response over a period of a month or so. Uh, and that point, as I say, it was suggested that they should be raised with the CQC. Um, and for a prolonged period of time, but Babylon just did not engage. So between 2000, February 2017 um, and February 2018, sorry, June 2018, there's no engagement from Babylon to, to speak of. Um, and when the concerns did come out in public, instead of saying, okay, yeah, no, we're aware of these issues, they've been flagged to us by the MHRA, we're addressing them, we're actioning them, we will make sure that we you know, do our best to, to ensure um, patient safety is paramount. They, they didn't, they, they attempted to discredit the person raising the concerns. Um, and that, that was very disappointing. So that there was a, the concerns went public in an um, article in the Health Service Journal in June 2018. Um, and that came about because I shared my correspondence with the CQC and MHRA with the Health Service Journal. And Babylon's um, public response was to suggest that it was a, an anonymous critic raising misleading uh, or making misleading claims because of vested interests. Um, none of which was true, that the actual instance were raised um, in conjunction with the CQC and the MHRA. Can you talk to me a little bit more about the red flag issues and what kind of things you would put into the chatbot and what kind of results you would get? Um, so the ones, the sort of persisting issues um, over the years have, have been as a cardiac chest pain. Probably one of the, the best known ones was the panic attack. So 
I say quite often when you put chest pain into the chat box, it would come up with this suggestion that you weren't having a heart attack, you were having a, a, a panic attack. And right through to November 2019, um, that persisted as an issue. And at that time, someone on Twitter said, you know, is it the same if you do it as a, a female and a male? So I tried it both. So I think the patient was a mid-60s smoker who develops chest pain and nausea. And if you put that in the system as a man, then you got a suggestion of cardiac causes of your chest pain or were directed to go to A&E. If you put that in as a woman, then it said you're having a panic attack. Um, you know, don't worry about it. You can deal with it at home. And the fascinating thing, even though, you know, I think anyone with an ounce of sense would think, hang on a minute, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can rule out a cardiac um, cause for chest pain. Uh, Babylon, again, instead of um, addressing the concern, they um, dismissed it. They said, you know, the data supports this. Women are more likely to have panic attacks and less likely to have heart attacks. Um, and I, I find that, again, you know, I say remarkable that uh, instead of addressing these issues, they try and justify the flaws in the system. Um, as I say, you know, that's what makes the system um, so dangerous. So Babylon have produced some evidence for their chatbot and they've posted a couple of trials on their website where they've compared the chatbot to medical doctors. Um, what do those trials show and what do they not show? Um, so I think that the, the issue with the data that um, Babylon have um, put in the public domain is that it's essentially preclinical testing. So it's the sort of testing you do before you actually go out into the public domain um, with your chatbot and test it in real patients. There were no, no patients were involved in um, those tests. What they essentially did was develop their own exam paper. Um, they undertook their own exam paper under their own conditions, and then they marked their own exam themselves um, and gave themselves a grade and said, we're fantastic, we're 100% safe. Um, so there's a complete lack of uh, independence in that um, in those studies, um, and as they, there's no real life data there. This this did not involve patients in any way. So it is very much the the first hurdle in the development of a, an e-health technology or any medical device. Um, you do your preclinical testing, and then you go and do a study in patients. You evaluate your device. You validate the safety and accuracy of your, your device. And through that, you can show that this device can be trusted to give um, patients appropriate advice. But they've, they've never done that. Um, and they've had a good few years now. So there's been plenty of opportunity to do those studies, um, but uh, they've failed to do so for whatever reason. And from what I read from the trials, the implication was that they're chatbot is yeah. equivalent to a human doctor if you've done those studies and you make um, appropriate claims on the base of them then fine uh, but you shouldn't make old claims which uh, aren't supported by the evidence they have so you know they've never tested the chatbot with in, in real life um, settings against uh, regular doctors so it, it's I don't think you can make the claims. 
any AI or any chatbot is going to have its faults, as do human doctors as well. And the claim that Babylon made was that you did, um, well, this was their claim that you did 2,400 tests and only, I think, around 100 of them were raised as, as concerns, which would suggest quite a low error rate. And to their credit, they've never had a single adverse event reported due to the chatbot. Yeah, it's interesting to say that to their credit, they've never had an adverse event. Uh, from, from, from my perspective, I, I perceive that as a you know very serious red flag. Um so with regards to the, what Babylon say, I mean, I think it's become clearly apparent that Babylon cannot be trusted. Um, and so you, you cannot take Babylon's word at face value. Um, I, I can tell you from my perspective, there is nowhere near 2,400 um, tests undertaken of different triage scenarios. Uh, the, at different times, um, the chatbot has varied in its degree of accuracy and safety. Um, but just for an example, if you take the, um, so one of the concerns which I raised right at the beginning was this risk of a missed heart attack where patients presenting with cardiac symptoms were not being advised to go to A&E and the chatbot would either say it's a you know, just heartburn or a panic attack um, and such like. So over the three year period, I flagged that on Twitter on 28 occasions. So 28 individual occasions over a three-year period between 2017 and the beginning of this year. And throughout that period, Babylon failed to address that single flaw, that very basic fundamental flaw, which you know should have never existed in, in the first place. So um, you know, one of the other claims Babylon made was that they fixed every issue almost immediately. Um, and it's just not true. You know, it, it just isn't true. With regards to the fact that they haven't reported any instance, so this, this is a chatbot which apparently is in use by 4 million people around the world. Um, they claim that uh, when, it's, when patients interact with it, 40% of the time patients simply rely on the advice of the chatbot and don't seek further medical um, guidance. And if that's the case, then, you know, there should be hundreds, thousands of instances being raised because if you're treating that many people and providing that much medical advice, you get things wrong. No technology is 100% safe. So if they're not getting these reports, that means that they're not looking for them. They're not asking for them or people aren't, for whatever reason, sending them to them. But uh, it's quite apparent if you're looking after that many people, you should be getting a hell of a lot of instant reports. If you go to any hospital, um, or GP practice, they'll, they'll be flagging um, patient incidents on a weekly basis, a daily basis. Um, so if they're not doing that, they're, 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 say there is an issue with their vigilance. Yeah, and I mean, I hope I hope you don't take this question badly, but I mean, what would you say to someone who compares your plight to to that of the Luddites? Um, the I don't take that badly. Uh, so. Yeah, no. So, so it's it's not about bashing innovation. It's about actually celebrating true innovation. So we have to be confident. Um, as members of the public want to be confident. Uh, healthcare professionals, we, we want to be confident that technology is utilised on the basis of its its value, its worth, its evidence, not on the basis of whether they're they're mates with Matt Hancock. Um, 
and that that's nothing to, you know this isn't tech bashing at all um but uh, there are so many alternative systems out there which haven't had a look in over the past two years because the narrative has been babylon 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 um and that's that's what's frustrated me and you know it, it's I, why is it me is is a fascinating uh, question it, it really shouldn't be me at all but uh you know I, I think that flags up an issue within the tech sector um you know there's lots of overblown hype and pr involved and sadly often not enough evidence to to back up the, the claims which are made i hope you enjoyed that episode you can find dr watkins on twitter at dr murphy 11 And you can find me by going to www.bigpicturemedicine.co.uk.